0: Good morning, everybody. This is James with 77 Financial Group. You're listening to 15 Minutes of Finance, and this is the Money in the Mirror episode. Let's do it. Okay, okay, let's jump right into this here. Okay, if you guys haven't listened to today's news episode, I just did it. Go take a gander, take a listen to it. But today's Money in the Mirror, guys, this is going to be a good episode because, one, I have to, uh, I have to like pat myself on the back and also, uh, spank myself? Is that the right term? How else would I punish myself? I guess I'll just go sit in the corner for 20 minutes or or uh, read a, a company's prospectus or something because I made some good choices and I made some bad choices. Uh, so let's just jump into it. Let me go to my phone here where I keep my notes. So on, where's my date? July 1st. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so actually it was June. So June, we had Neo and Agilent um which neos an electric car company guys and agilent is like salesforce um so just like crm stuff but for labs uh like uh, medical labs so those two companies in june was trading at 38.62 this is june 1st by the way $38.62 for neo and agilent was uh, was selling at 138.13 um 138 spot 13 so neo on july 1st which is when i was supposed to do the next one uh, it was at $50 and 82 cents. So that's a fat jump for, I mean, that's a 30% jump basically for, um, if not 40%, is it 40%? So three, no, it's just about, it's just about 30. So that's a 30% increase in one month. That's a good month. Right. Uh, but again, I've always said this Neo's is my favorite company on, on earth right now. There's going to be some volatility. Uh, but Agilent was at on July 1st was at 147.82. So that's a good jump um, for July, but we didn't do that episode. So I've got to, this is where I got to kind of spank myself here or punish myself is because Neo as of today is at 38.16. So that's a lot of volatility. It goes up 30% in drops. Ugh, it's tough. I have to eat that just because it's my favorite company. Uh, I still stick by it. I still own it. I have it in client client accounts. I love that company. Uh, there's many many reasons, and I'll I'll go into that in many other podcasts. I'm sure this year. Um, but the reason it dropped, one, they're having supply chain issues. Uh, Neo, uh, so Neo is an electric car company. They're probably the biggest competitor with Tesla on the global market. They just don't have the capacity to build and deliver vehicles right now. It's just, it has to be such a slow grow because it takes time to make these vehicles and there's high demand. So uh, one, one difference, and I'll just touch on this really quickly, I won't stay on it. They, the difference, the big difference between them and Tesla is Tesla, the batteries are built into the chassis. So your battery dies, new car. Battery's broken, you have to charge it. Or battery dies, you have to charge it. Neo, their battery is pop-outable? I don't even know what the term would be. It's, it's, um, it's, I don't even know the term. Anyways, they have battery swap stations. You can charge your battery as well as swap it and swapping the battery takes less than five minutes. So it's going to the gas station. Boom, boom. Whereas with Tesla, you got that one battery for the whole life of the vehicle. That right there is game changing as far as, uh, the life of a battery, the life of a battery versus the life of the car. So, uh, one reason they didn't do well this month is the supply chain issues and two they have the self-driving they don't have the self-driving down like Tesla does'll I'll admit that the self-driving uh, they are uh, they've had some casualties I'll say that I'm trying to tread lightly and, and not make light of, of incidences that you know cost people their lives but they had some casualties in self-driving and so they're obviously, one, being sued. Most actually don't know if they're being sued. I would assume they're being sued. And two, that's a big deal because that means that they're far, far off from uh, their competition as far as the self-driving. So it went from June to August. It was 38.62 to 38.16. So it lost some money there. Um, I don't care about volatility. Doesn't matter. It went up 30%. Doesn't matter because it came down 30%. So keep that in mind. All right. Now we have Agilent, which was... On July first was 147, and June first it was 138. So that went up quite a bit. But now this is where it was a great pick on today's date. Today's stock price it's at 174.3 spot 30. So 174 30 So I still think agilent's still a buy. Uh, it's definitely still an own in my in my opinion. Um, not saying again, none of these are recommendations. I'm just telling you these are stock watches and that from, if it was my own portfolio or even my client's portfolio, that's what I'm giving you my opinion on. Um, and just because I say something's a buy or it's a sell doesn't mean I bought it or I sold it because why would I give away all the secrets? That's why people hire me. But these are fun things to watch and also gives you guys some things to think about. And I hope if you guys are at going to some terrible, uh, dinner that you don't want to be at, you can throw out some stock talk and you'll be, uh, they'll think you way smarter. <laughs> they'll think you're way smarter than you are. Uh, okay. But so that's good. We made some money overall just because between the two of them, but again, that doesn't matter. Neo is my company. I'm sticking with that company. Uh, I believe their price target in the next five years is in the hundreds. So I'm a big believer of what they're going to do. And as soon as those cars are here in the U.S., i S I'm getting one for me, my mom, my dad, my dog, Everyone's getting a Neo, and I'm excited about it. I actually don't have a dog, by the way, guys. I ain't got time for that, uh, but I definitely want one. Okay, so let's do let's do the stocks we're gonna watch this month. So very very excited for these three positions that I have. Now, again, I, I mean, do I own all these? Yeah, I own I own all these, and I have a couple of clients that own these as well. Uh, oh, how do I preface this? My disclosures here. Again, this is just money in the mirror, something we talk about. If you actually want advice you got to hit me up. You got to reach out. I'm more than happy to to work with you. I do have a minimum. It is $250,000. I have clients who have $10 million and I do have clients that have $5,000. So it does range. um, But if you want help, I'm more than happy to help you. Okay. So today we are going to start with GBTC. So Grayscale Bitcoin. That's what this company is. Uh, Now this company I'll, I'll explain what it is and why I like it. Let me just pull up the... Um, did I not save it? Anyways, I don't need to look it up. I know what it is. So Grayscale is a crypto investor. So think about... Think of like me, but they're a public company that invests in cryptocurrency. They're the number one cryptocurrency investor in the world. And they're like one share, a public share. So, okay, let me explain this. So I told you guys you can't invest in I can't invest client money into cryptocurrencies like i can't buy a client of bitcoin i'm not allowed to do that but i can invest in gbtc as a public company because they have stock so they're a public company and the company's whole job is to invest in crypto so it's like a uh passive way of investing in crypto or yeah in crypto in general i was gonna say bitcoin but they do others as well So the reason we like them, one, is because it diversifies your portfolio into the crypto market. Whether you like crypto or not, it doesn't matter. It is on the rise and crypto is extremely, extremely popular amongst millennials. And what are millennials doing right about now? They're just making their prime. So between, what is it? I think it's 1980. So in 1995. So that would be 25 year olds to 40 year olds. I think that's right. That that math is too. It's too much for me right now. So just let's just use that. So 25 year olds to 40 year olds. Well, that is the people that are just coming into their careers. They're just now starting to make money and they're just now starting to be able to save. And guess what the bee's knees is around town? Cryptocurrency. So I believe at least for the next couple of years, crypto is going to be a very highly sought after commodity and investment. So I like GBTC because they're doing it for me. And they know about crypto way better than I do. So the only thing that I got to focus on is their company, their earnings per share, uh, market sentiment, etc. So I'm a big fan of GBTC. Now let me explain why I think this is going to have a good month, um, even though crypto could drop. And honestly, they're probably going to have a good next three to five years as well, just like Neo. But Morgan Stanley, now Morgan Stanley, guys, I know you guys have heard Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, uh, Merrill Lynch, all of these big bank investment firms they are not they're the geniuses or they're also the ones that manipulate the market so they're both evil and they're and they're smart uh, you can be evil and smart <laughs> uh, although you don't want to be right that's that's part of the reason why I didn't I stopped working for these big these big banks like this these big investment firms but Morgan Stanley is investing 1 million shares. So they're purchasing 1 million shares of GBTC. Now, what is one of the things I tell you guys almost every single episode? Follow the big money. Well, Morgan Stanley, that's big money. Now, a million shares at 38, what is it? Thirty-eight, eighty-four. Okay, so you know that's just probably about 45 million, um, 40 to 45 million. Is that a lot? Not for Morgan Stanley, but I bet, that they, oh, not that I bet. I know for sure. That's the second largest holding now in GBTC. So if the second largest holding is a very, very popular and reputable investment firm, that's following the big money. So GBTC, check it out. Take a look at it. Uh, I found out about GBTC. When did I find out about it? Give me a second here, guys, just so I can give you the full disclosure here. Okay. Uh, GBTC... It's actually gone up since we started talking about it. It's already at thirty nine point zero four. How lovely! Um, but let's see. Oh, okay. Looks just about twenty. Just about just about twenty three dollars is whenever I found out about it. And I actually had a client come bring this to my attention. So he was like, "Hey, man, I got some money. I kind of want to put it into these uh, crypto investing firms." And I was very hesitant at first. I was like, "I don't know if I really want to do that." Uh, but then I looked at it. I bought it myself. So, um, that's, uh, clients help me sometimes too, I guess. Right. That's one. Again, I'll, I'll touch on this. I talked about today in the episode, but if me, your mother, your grandma, if Warren Buffett tells you, they know what a company's going to do, or they know how the stock market's going to react to something. Don't believe them run away as much as, as fast as you can there's far too many variables in this industry, guys. There's too much that we don't know about. Uh, but okay, GBTC, it's up already since we started talking about it. It's at $39 as we speak. All right, let's move on to IRO, A-Y-R-O. And I will read this company's, um, just their description of the company. Come on. Okay, Iro Inc. designs and manufactures purpose built all electric vehicles to enable sustainable fleets. Iro delivers industry leading value to a rapidly expanding market where the need for high quality, cost effective, zero emissions vehicles and technology platforms is becoming increasingly important. So, uh, Iro is an electric vehicle company, as you guys know, but they're a little bit different than NEO or Tesla in the sense that they do what's known as last mile delivery or micro distribution. So they have vans or trucks, however you want to classify distribution vehicles, and they started in Austin. So as you guys know, Austin is a very growing, uh, booming city, right? It's very exciting, and there's always a lot going on. And so what they wanted to do was say, hey, we're going to lead this industry of delivery vehicles and create electric uh, last mile delivery services. And so that's, one, I love that. I love that. Can't get enough of that, but the thing that really separates them, that Makes them different is that they're like that is their mission and their goal. They probably would not expand. I guess if they became extremely successful, they would expand, kind of like how Apple's now trying to build cars too, uh, even though they're focused on phones and, and computers and whatnot. But Iroh is very much focused on big city. Like last mile delivery, so that that gets kind of convoluted. But think of just small distribution. So uh, packages go to UPS. Well, maybe Amazon decides, hey, we're gonna we're gonna hire iro in Austin, and all of our vehicles are now gonna be iro vehicles. And so then they don't they pay iro whatever the fees are. Maybe they buy the vehicles, and then now they just have those vehicles, never have to pay for gas, uh, low emissions, etc. It's the last real. I guess you could say, uh, inner city trip that a package would have to, it's like, it's from A to B, but it, or A to C, but it's really just B to C, I guess is how I would explain it. Uh, you guys know what I'm talking about. I don't know why I have to explain it. Uh, but they're trading currently right now at 4.02. So, a uh, disclaimer here, penny stocks are any stock under $5. That is what is a penny stock is considered. So this is considered a penny stock. Now, I invest, I'm going to keep investing in IRO, even if their stock goes to $1, I want to support this company. So it's a little bit more of a preference than it is a money-making item for me. But think about that as far as what if that came to Phoenix, right? What if that came to LA, New York City? And that would save, one, emissions would be extremely cut down. Whether you believe in um, global warming or not, or climate change, whatever you want to call it, that's going to save money. And hopefully, hopefully by saving money that circulates money and that booms the economy because if you can lower costs in any one industry, it usually increases uh, cash flow in others. But people don't hoard their money, right? They don't hoard their money. They spend it. So that is the idea there as far as me getting excited economically. Okay, last one is MTNB. So MTNB, I will also read this for you guys. It is Matinus Biopharma or Matinus, M A T I N A S, Biopharma is an emerging clinical stage biopharmaceutical company based in Bedminster, New Jersey. Since commencing operations in 2013, we have been working to develop novel, life-changing pharmaceutical products. What distinguishes us is our targeted approach to therapeutics. Our technologies and products are strategically designed to overcome the limitations associated with existing therapies. Backed with biopharmaceutical expertise and practical knowledge, we can take highly effective drugs and formulate their delivery to be safer, more efficient and even more clinically effective with more impact and improving patients' lives. Whew, that was, uh, I'm gonna be honest, guys. I had to probably do two or three takes there because I was messing up every word <laughs> in that description. Uh, but let me, okay, so they're also a penny stock company. I'll clarify that. They're actually like a really low penny stock company at 82, I don't, it's not even 82 cents, it's 0.822. Uh, so $82 and one fifth cents. Um, it just point, point 82 is fine. We can round down. So this is an eighty eighty-two 82 cents, um, cost per share stock company. But look, I can, I can talk about pharmaceutical companies all day and how they're corrupt. Right. Uh, mainly, mainly, mainly insurance companies and companies that creates, uh, medicine. But what I really like about this company, MTNB is that they, Take drugs that are already in existence, and they make them better. So they actually are known for. Uh, they have a patent. I think it's called Mat Twenty Two. I think that's what. Or it's a drug. Let me see. Come on, guys. I guess I should have written this all down, huh? Oh no, no Okay, Mat Two Two Zero Three, an oral and non-toxic, in, en- jeez, encapsulated form of amphotericin. Okay, so I can't say the medicine, but I know what amphotericin is. It's a, um, it's for people with um, autoimmunal diseases. It has to do with fungus. Uh, and now most of these medicines, apparently, with mat two two zero three that I've read. Okay, this is just what I've read. I, I can't. I'm not an expert on any of this stuff. But what they do is uh, most of these medicines that deal with this autoimmune issues is they like minimize the fungus. They get they they. Um, make the fungus less dangerous. But what MAT2203 is, oh, and it's intravenous. So they have to do it via their uh, their bloodstream. They have to put it in their veins. The other medicine, MAT2203, is going to be an oral medicine. So it's just a pill they just have to take. And it doesn't affect their livers or any issues like that, whereas the intravenous medicine apparently does. So one, it's taking something that a lot of people deal with, right? So autoimmune diseases, And it's making those medicines more efficient. They're taking what already exists and making it more efficient. We talked about that today, right? Tim Cook. Steve Jobs created this major company with the iPhone, iPod. Tim Cook turned it into a whole nother beast. It's improvement. It's how do you do more? Uh, It's a producing asset and you make something better. That is, it's advancement. God, that gets me fired up. Companies that make stuff better, that gets me fired up here. So I don't know anything about uh, Matina's madness, however you say the company, other than that they have good, uh, financials as far as I'm concerned, being a, being a very young company. Um, now they're not exactly, they're not killing it by any means, but it's, it's enough for me to say, Hey, I'm willing to put some money in this. And two, they have a competitive advantage to me. They're taking things, uh, taking these medicines and they're improving them. That is a competitive advantage. I don't care what anybody says. When you look at a company and if you say, hey, look, this company's it's 82 cents. Well, what do they do? Oh, well, they're doing this and they just filed six patents for this competitively advantaged formula to make a medicine better. That, guys, is a competitive advantage. And, And Warren Buffett's number one investment advice is invest in companies that you think have a competitive advantage. If you got two farms to invest in and one's got 300 tractors and the other one's got 30 tractors, he says take the tractor, take the 300 tractor company. Now that's a very vague generalization, but that's what we're doing here. There's a lot of like, okay, so Moderna, Pfizer, all these COVID companies that created, or yeah, I guess create is the right term, created a COVID-19 vaccine. Their stock was like a hundred percent lower back in 2020 or even 2019, I guess is when, when it all happened. Jeez, it's been that long. Um, sorry, I had a brain fart there. Yeah, there it's 2019. So they, by creating that, they get a competitive advantage over all the other pharmaceutical companies and their stocks showed it. Okay. They produced something. MTNB, Madness Biopharmaceuticals, they're producing something. I'm a big fan in it. I'm going to believe in them. I'm investing in them. So we will see what happens over the next month with these three uh, positions. I have their, their, uh, their, uh, stock price already written down and I'm going to watch them over the next month and we will go over what went well, what went bad. And, you know, and then at the end of the year, what we'll do is, is we will look at every single month, every single equity that we picked or that I picked technically, I guess. And we will just say, Hey, how'd they do? If we would have invested a thousand dollars in each position at the time that I recommended it, what would it have been at the end of the month? Uh, and we'll just see what happens. It's a little bit like how uh, Kramer does his thing. If you guys watch, uh, I think it's MSNBC or whatever the whatever the finance channel is, a uh, CNBC might might be what it is. I don't know. That was on every day at my the last firm I worked at, so I had to watch that constantly. And I'm just looking at Jim Kramer and I'm like, dude, you got ADHD or something? Like, you are wild. Uh, and he has a lot of hot takes. A lot of the things that he says doesn't go well. Uh, like for example, he was hating on Neo at the beginning of last year. And then when NEO hit $60, uh, he was like, oh, this is a good buy. This is a great stock. This is a great company. So listen, I won't do that to you guys. That will not be me. I will keep it real. I'll keep it honest. And we'll just try to not only earn some knowledge together, but hopefully make some money. All right, guys, that is it for money in the mirror. I hope you learned a thing or two. Reach out to me if you have any questions or want me to cover anything. James at 77financialgroup.com and Instagram is 77financialgroup. All right, guys, as always, invest early, invest often. I'll see you later.